Hello, welcome to our seventh episode of OK Karen. OK Karen. All right, we are doing tonight is 80s night. Woo -woo. Notice our, this is the most 80s shirt I own. Betsy's shirt, loving it, loving it, loving it. And your side ponytail, looking good. My hair is my most 80s uh, accessory that I own. And unlike The Real Housewives or Selling Sunset, this is all my hair. Oh, yeah. This is all my hair, too. <laughs> so, for the 80s. We are so excited. So there are so many movies in the 80s. I mean, we can... We just thought if we really did all the movies from the 80s, we it would be like our first episode, a hot mess. We'd well, be all over the place. be like five hours to actually right. do everything. Yes. Because yeah. you have everything from like the Gremlins to Top Gun to Dirty Dancing to uh, what's the one? Poltergeist. I mean, there's everything in so many genres. So what we decided, let's just pick John Hughes movies. And you should know them, people. These are great movies. Great movies. So let's start. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, do shout we need out. to give some shout outs? Yeah, we do. I think so. I think so. Um, I need to shout out someone. I need to shout out my mama. Yes, you do. She mama. has, hey, mama. She's going to love that, Betsy. <laughs> she is um, watching us on YouTube because she doesn't understand what we're doing. So mom set up her iPad and let her, let her watch us. And she thinks we're big deals now. I mean, I've always known we're pretty big deals, but mama now thinks we're a big deal. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. We have multi-generational. We have down to your cousins, your nieces. Yes, the nieces. Um, all the way to your mama. And to, yes. Just chatting with Angela and Betsy. Perfect. That's right. So um, I think that's my big one is mama. Do you have any you need a shout out? No. Um, I mean, yes. Oh. Because, yes. Oh. of course, people love, you know, I'm oh. so happy that people watch us and are interested. My sister, of course, I think she'll enjoy this oh. episode. Our rock star. Um, our number one fan, Jenny. Keep it up, yes. Jenny commenting um we love we love our fans that comment so comment, we love reading those comments um, on youtube and also you know tell us what you want to hear about do you want to hear some personal stories you know from when we were younger or do you want to hear like whatever whatever you're interested in hearing us talk about most likely we'll, we'll do it talk about it we'll so do it shout, we're here shout for out to us whatever you're interested in um if you want to hear a certain 30 minute movie we did a 30 minute movie oh, 30 yeah. dance thing went through the whole yeah. movie in 30 minutes um, if you're interested in that for a movie, then let us know. Now, my mom said she that wasn't her favorite. She said, because I've seen Dirty Dancing. So I, I, you didn't tell me anything I haven't seen. Whoa, Karen. So, um, but my friend Leslie, who's only seen Dirty Dancing once, was like, thanks. I don't need to see it again because I just felt like I watched it with y'all. Thank you. So we may do some other movies like that. Sure. Um, but I do need to give a shout out. We need to shout out Amber Romano Ladner now. Because yes. she was texting us saying how much she loves it. So, and it's just a good break from her day and her four kids. Oh, that's a lot. Um, so shout out Amber. Thanks for following us. And there's one more. Oh. He doesn't 
follow or maybe does. We don't know for sure, but I think that he's listening. Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown. <laughs> Dr. Brown, I have never met you, but I feel honored that you have listened to at least one or two of our podcasts. So keep it up. Even if yeah. you don't want to tell anyone that you listen to us, that's okay. We're it's fine. secret fans. So yeah. yeah he's the one that said, if you do an 80s move, an 80s one, it could be five hours long. Yes. Because and then we started like looking he's at all the even movies. Giving us, he's even giving us advice. Yes. Great. Wonderful. We love it. Thank y'all. Okay. So let's okay. Get okay. Let's get going. Let's okay, get going. So we're specifically talking about John Hughes movies from the 80s. Okay. So he has more other decades. We're just looking at 1980s. Um, and there's a couple that we haven't seen starting off. Number one, we didn't even know this existed. 1982 was National Lampoon's Class Reunion. Never heard of it. Never seen no, it. No. Don't know what it's about. I think that might not have done well or good. Well, I don't know the correct English there. Um, because Chevy Chase isn't in it. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Is he even in it? I don't know. We but I've never, yeah, I've never heard of it in 1982. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't so, know about it. All right. Hold on. So, um, we'll just, we'll just go past that one. If you have yeah. heard of it, if you, well, if you've seen it, please let us know. Let us know what you think. Is it a good movie? Leslie, have you seen it? Yeah. She's, our, she's my movie, movie buff that I go to for everything. Okay. So moving right along to 1983, we have Mr. Mom, which I really enjoyed. Oh. I have not seen yeah. it as an adult. I don't think I have seen it as an adult either. As a kid and teenager, I, I liked it. It is with, um, let me get my notes out, people, because, you know, we just don't come on here on the fly. We prepare. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mom is with Michael Keaton and Terry Garr. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's her name, Your though. Her mom's. She, was, yeah. she was big in the 80s and 90s. She was. Yeah. And, then, and then nothing else. Um, I don't even know if she's alive. Okay. So um, what it is is a husband and wife, and I think he loses his job. So then they both are looking for a job. Well, she gets a job before he does. So they decide. Um, she says, I'm going to go to work. And he says, fine, I'll stay home and take care of our three kids. And that's not what he's used to. So it is funny about him um, taking care of the kids. He doesn't know how to do the morning breakfast routine, the lunch routine, clean the house. There's a really funny scene. Do you remember with him playing with uh, poker with the other moms? Do you remember that scene? No, I don't remember that. I need to rewatch um, the movie. Because I bet one, as adults, we would, like, there's probably other stuff in there that we didn't catch because we were so young. Oh, I'm sure. So as yeah. adults, we probably, so I'm going to mark that as one I need to rewatch because I probably haven't seen it in, you know, 20 years, 25 years. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I do remember the creepy boss. Do you remember him though? He kept hitting on the mom and Michael Keaton was like, I just really don't like him. And she's like, Oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But he was kept making moves on her. I remember that. And then it ends happy. You know, it's a happy it's ending. It's an interesting part to remember. Yeah. The, oh, it's through the whole movie when she's, um, when she's doing, uh, her, you know, working, he's constantly hitting on her somehow. Okay. Uh, I just, I just remember that. Okay. Okay. All so right. 83, we start something that people have heard of for sure. National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. Oh, the, 
Yeah, the one I was going to say the first one, but obviously there was one in 82 we didn't know about. Yeah, so for us, this is the first, this is the original. This is, yeah, this is the original. This is where we meet the Griswolds. Mm -hmm. And it's Clark, that's played by um, Chevy Chase. And then his wife is Ellen, played by Beverly D'Angelo. Did you know Beverly D'Angelo had twins with Al Pacino? That's just a side note, people. I didn't know that. Did you know that, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move along. Um, we so, also. Sorry, what do you want to say anything about this movie? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm getting there. Um, the son. This is where we also meet Anthony Michael Hall. He's the son. Oh yeah. Okay. And he's going to come through other movies of John Hughes. So that's interesting. Yeah, well, he um, he likes. We like him, Anthony. He Michael. does. Um, we also meet cousin Eddie. And that's played by uh, Randy Quaid, who's probably one of the grossest characters. Is gross? Do you think, would you go gross? Yeah, you could say that for sure. He's yeah. just, yeah, he's just, ugh, gross. And um, we meet him for the first time. So I, when I was researching this, Harold Ramis directed this. John Hughes wrote it. Do you know who Harold Ramis is? Yes, yeah. you do. He's Igor or Egon, Egon in the Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, I know him. Isn't that's that cool. pretty cool? Yeah. yeah so that. he directed this. Um, I like this movie. Did he direct the other National Lampoons? Mm -mm, no, just oh, this one. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the movie? No, I feel just, like I'm talking. No, no, it's fine. Because I don't remember as much about this as you do. And so you have some information. I just, they feel like this is really like the age of where screwball oh. comedies are mm -hmm. starting to Oh, for sure. Because you do see every once in a while before the 80s, maybe a really random one. But this is like, I think when they start just kind of doing these over the top movies that are just kind of ridiculous humor starts coming out. You know what right. I mean? Um, this is a, a movie where Chevy Chase is driving down the road and Chrissy Brinkley comes up in the car. Mm -hmm. You know, his whole family's sleeping. They're going to Wally World, which I guess is kind of similar to Disney World. And um, it's just one bad thing after another. At Uncle, at uh, Cousin Eddie's house, they take one of the aunts who he ends up, the dog dies. The aunt ends up dying. I mean, it's, it is literally one bad thing after another. Then when they get to Wally World, it's closed. So he, Chevy Chase, the security guard is John Candy, who we will see him in a bunch of other John Hughes movies. And Chevy Chase pulls a gun on him. And the mom is so funny. Ellen, she's I like, forgotten that, I, but you said it. <laughs> he said, I don't, she said, I don't even know where he got the gun. I am so sorry. And then they ride all the rides and make the security guard, John Candy, ride the rides with them because he would he's gonna get you know call the cops if he doesn't um so it is it's just um it's funny it's a good movie if you i can't believe if you've never seen it obviously put it on your list because it's it's a it's such a classic yeah or if you haven't seen it in a long time like i have then you should right watch it my brother loves the scene where he they get in a wreck and in, in the desert so Chevy Chase walks through the desert and the family stays by the car and they don't see him for a long time. And 
it's, it's a funny scene. He loves it when he comes up on his family finally and he's like, huh, I'm thirsty. Are y'all thirsty? Cause he's been in a desert walking for who knows how long, but it, it's a funny movie. It's uh, like I said, it's a classic. Okay. So, okay. all right. So we're in, we're still in 1983 and there is another one. This is the second one that Angela and I had not heard of, um, yes. which is Nate and Hayes which is the original title, um, and then it goes by Savage Islands. Um, this is- Don't like know either of them. 1800s, like, pirates and islands. Um, I, we don't know anything it, about the movie. It sounds kind of okay, but, and Tommy Lee Jones is in it, which is weird. But did, what was Tommy Lee Jones doing at that time? Nothing, I don't think. Nothing. I don't no. think he was well known. So this could be, like, a bit, a role for him- that nobody else would take because I don't think anybody knew who he was then. Unless yeah. like, people know Tommy Lee Jones in 1983. I, I don't know when Tommy Lee Jones, I thought it was like the 90s that he came on yeah, the, like really came on the scene. Because yeah. he was, a, to me, he was an older actor when he came on. He didn't start off really young. Yes, I agree. Um, so if y'all know this movie, that one. Yeah. just let us know because we definitely don't know it. Sorry. And I'm not actually interested in, in seeing it. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, so now we're in 1984 and we start to see some angsty teen movies coming out from John Hughes. The first one being 16 Candles. Woo! We got a star so, Starfield cast on this one, although they weren't all well known at that time. They are right. big names. Take it away, Angela. And, and I think everyone knows Jake Ryan. Not the actor, because he didn't do anything no, else, I don't think. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know his name. I went to look at his name. I was like, no, I don't know him. But I but know, you know Austin, You character. know Jake Ryan, yes. Um, and then the girl is Molly Ringwald. Her name in the movie was Samantha. Um, and then this Anthony, my, Anthony Michael Hall is back in this movie. He plays the nerd. Yeah, I'd say a nerd. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's her. I think King of the Dorks or something. And he's a dork in a lot of movies. Bless yeah. his heart. Um, he so, job. yeah. Um, but now as he's aged, he's gotten not less dorkier. So yeah. we'll say, I'll throw that out. Um, so it's, it's uh, Molly Ringwald's 16th birthday. 16 candles. There you go. And um, her sister's getting married. So that kind of overshadows her birthday. And then she also really, really likes it. Like her parents yeah. forgot Forget. the 16th birthday. They didn't even oh. like say anything. They totally forgot it was her birthday. Yeah. Didn't even say happy birthday. Yeah. Like I don't have kids, but I think I would remember giving birth to a child. Yeah. I think it would be like, I mean, maybe like the night before you're like, oh crap, we didn't get a gift. But like, I mean, every year when that day rolls around in that month, or even when like when the date was chosen for the sister's wedding. See, that's my thing. I'd be like, wouldn't you oh, have said, oh, it's the right or is Samantha's her birthday. birthday? Yeah, I mean, I know like plenty of cousins and aunts and uncles' birthdays off the top of my head. So if you give me a date, I'm gonna say, oh, it's around this person's birthday. Yeah, and the parents don't know that. Anyway. Okay. Okay, so her parents forget her birthday. And she's all, nah, 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 nah. she does play a good 16-year-old. Like, she looks yeah, like yeah. the way she Naive, the world is like yeah. a 16-year-old. So that, the like poutiness. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, so she tell her about Jake Ryan. Where in love you... with a guy that she's never actually spoken to. 
that seems about right which, for 16 year Which is Jake Ryan. Which is Jake Ryan. So Jake Ryan is the basically the most popular guy in the school. He's taken, I mean, really taken. Um, that's what her best friend says. Because uh, he has a long-term, a long-time girlfriend who's like a senior and beautiful. Popular. Um, and yeah. so, you know, she ends up writing in a note to someone like this quiz Samantha does Molly Ringwald it says who would you do it with if you were going to do it with somebody and she says Jake Ryan and then would you ever do that no she passes a note to what she thinks is her best friend but she drops it on the floor and guess who gets it Jake Ryan of course so Jake Ryan gets it and then he's kind of curious like who is this girl like Mm -hmm, because he doesn't even know her name no she's different than anyone else I've dated um, and he's just kind of curious and he says he's looking for more in a relationship than just sex. Okay. So you're in high school. You yeah. Know. So I mean, then they throw a big party and, he, and you know, lots of drinking, lots of politically incorrect stuff. Um, it's, this it's movie, bad. I don't think would even get made now. No, I just, I mean, it's just too, it's yeah. the part where they're taking advantage of a girl that's drunk. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, he's like, great. whatever. Yeah. They're like, yeah. yeah, she's pretty much passed out. And yeah. like, oh, okay, look. Yeah. So um, that's not cool. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of things. There's like drunk driving. There's like politically incorrect calling people like bullying, calling yeah. just names you should Making fun name. of the, the uh, Asian descent yeah. guy. Yes. The Forgot his name. Girl. They're making fun of a handicapped girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. So, um, so yeah, so there's a lot of things like that, that were in the eighties, unfortunately. And we didn't, I didn't notice when I was young as much. And now I watched them like, Oh my God. No. Um, yeah. Now I'm like, is, ah, yeah, it's, the other it's thing so is, bad. Be aware that although it is PG, um, it would not be PG now if it were coming out because there's frontal nudity. I mean, among other things, other issues that there is yeah. in this movie. But at the time, they only had G, PG, and R. The PG-13 rating didn't Look exist. Look at you, throwing us some good advice. Yeah. Good didn't. whatever. So the PG-13 rating was created a year or two after this movie. So, because I remember when I was young, we were at my cousin's house, and my mom, I asked mom if we could watch it. And she was like, what's it rated? And I said, PG. And she goes, okay, that's fine. And then I remember being in the room and being like, <laughs> this is not fine, but I'm this not going to tell my mom. I'm going to watch it anyway. And you weren't <laughs> lying. It was PG. I did not lie. But I right. also feel like, oh, my mom You shouldn't have been watching watch it, probably. I was young. I mean, that was 1984. So I was, I think I was very, very young. Although they had yeah. a VHS tape. So it was a few years after 1984, at least. I was about to say, I didn't watch it that young. I, I was probably 88, 89 when I watched it. Maybe 87. Yeah. Okay. So um, okay. anyway, so that's Sixteen Candles, and I think this is yeah. the first the first movie from Molly Ringwald. At least it's the first one that's well known, and she's in right, the- right. And uh, then she yeah. just took off from there. Yes, she did. Okay, especially because of John Hughes. I think I think he really yeah. liked her a lot. Yeah. All right. Rolling right into 1985, we have another Molly Ringwald and some great stars in this movie with The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Iconic Y'all, this is still... Here. Yes. And this movie, I mean, it's it's quoted in so many other movies. Um, Pitch Perfect mentions The Breakfast Club. They do this song, Don't You Forget About Me. I'm so you bad at singing. singing so Karen. I don't... I, it's, it's too much. Okay. Um, but <laughs> so we have a cast 
and the cast tells their story. They're all in detention. You have the jock, Emilio Estevez. You have the princess, Molly Ringwald. You have the rebel is Judd Nelson. Uh, the brain is Anthony Michael Hall again. And then the outcast, that's the girl, Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. And the only thing, she's like wearing all black. I remember the scene where she's, they're supposed to, they're in the detention, the principal's watching them, and they have to write, like, yes. And they just sit there all day. And in one scene, the outcast is doing her hair like this and making it snow her dandruff. And I was like, On, the, on a drawing she did, yeah. Yes! She doesn't speak. She, yeah. like, says no words for most of the movie. No. She does a great job with it. And I, yeah, I don't because think it's, all, it's total attitude too. Yeah, I don't think we saw Ali. We've seen Ali Sheedy before a lot before this, and then she takes off too. Yeah, Everything in this movie takes off, right? Like, right, very much so. Um, she also at the very end kind of converts to like this wearing this light pink because she was all black, wearing all black before. I remember that about her, yeah. Um, and it just is. This movie, they kind of really find themselves, but also, hey, my life isn't as bad as I thought my life was, because yeah. they all have different problems, you know, and one thinks, oh, you don't have problems. I really have problems. So it opens their eyes to really, you know, the kind of the world. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, I think it definitely opens them up too. So it's kind of a coming of age. It's mm -hmm. also like these movies with John Hughes we see are kind of like, I think movies, the teenage ones, are movies that are geared towards teenagers about teenage life, which right. I don't think we've seen a lot before before the 80s. Um, that it's really not about like the parents that are parents of teenagers or things like that. It's about them and their life and their struggles. Um, and you know, there are coming of age movies before this, but they are, I don't know, it's just done differently. Like he does well, it with, and he pushes the envelope right. with how they are. Because they also, I mean, if you remember, it's divorce is brought up. And back then, divorce wasn't a huge thing. Mm -hmm. uh, abuse is brought up in several of, of theirs. Yeah. Alcohol. So it's, it, that's, I think, too, where you're saying, like, pushes the envelope on yeah. these kids, basically, you know? Well, and even if you look at the role of the authority, I don't know how often we see movies where the authority, like, is critiqued and judged. Not only their parents, but right. you know the the administration of the school um the janitor even like everybody is kind of like it's a different way of viewing that you know yeah and you start to see that in well i don't remember seeing it before these these type of movies in the 80s so but yeah so i really like the breakfast club a lot i think the yeah it's well written the story is really good and it is an interesting dynamic that you have whatever an hour and a half two hour movie of six kids sitting in detention in a library. That's five. I five. think it's five. Okay. Yeah. Five. And also it, it, it kind of holds up, you know, yeah, play, it's, play it's, it today. It's yeah. okay to, for people to watch. I mean, it's, you know, if you haven't seen the breakfast club, go oh see gosh. it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. Um, that's our second Molly. That, and that was huge. Yeah. Huge. Do you want to continue going, um, in chronological order here? I think we're doing great, okay, whatever you want. So let's uh, go on, so that was 1985. Also in 1985, we have National Lampoon's European Vacation. 
Angela? So um, it's this, basically the same cast as the National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. Um, they're in Europe. There you go. Same type movie. Crazy yeah. things happen. Yeah. Funny. What if something could go bad or wrong? It's going to happen. Chevy Chase is really funny in it. Um, it's not my favorite Lampoon's movie, mm-hmm. but um, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I don't think it was. It probably wasn't as well received as the first one at the time, and even now, people don't watch yeah. it as the other one. So unless you're a huge National Lampoon fan, you probably don't really care that much about this one. Right, um, right. So we're gonna just go right on for the sake of time. Um, so in 1985, also, we're on our third John Hughes movie, 1985, is Weird Science, a little- So John movie. Hughes 19- was making some money in 1985. Yes. Um, um, I liked Weird Science. I did too, but here's the thing. I bet, our, especially our younger listeners, Oh, never, never heard of it, no. um, which is unfortunate because it, it's, yeah. um, it's a funny teenage it is. Um, there's not, I don't think a, a whole bunch of like, you know, deep thought that went into it, at, um, or you're going to get mm. out of it. Unlike Breakfast Club, I think there was this one's right. fun. Um, the storyline is we have two kind of dorky boys. Yes. One is Anthony Michael Hall again. And then another guy that his name's Wyatt in the movie and, and, <laughs> I don't know if he was ever in it. Anything else? I know. So I, I didn't even write his name down. I, had I know because on him. I kind of did too out of those two dorks. He was, he was my he favorite was dork. Yes. He was yeah. Favorite yeah. Dork. He, he was like, you know, wanted to do the right thing and was like a good, a good guy. And, and yes. So. And he had in the movie, his brother was Chet mm-hmm. and that was played by Bill Paxson, who is passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Paxson was in Twister also, but he, his character, Bill Paxson, so rude, yeah. so mean. He, he was, was just a bully. Yes. Yeah. And it just made me so mad. Mm. So these two, these two nerdy best friend guys, they're in high school, younger high school, maybe like sophomores. And yeah. they create one night. They're very much into their computer and different things. Right. And they create, they Frankenstein, a living perfect woman. Okay. Yeah. And creator like name choose her her name is Kelly LeBrock. She's actually married to Steven Spiel uh, Steven Seagal at one oh, time. Okay. They're divorced. Yeah. Um, but they different things. They create everything. Her hair, her boobs, the what her everything her eye color, everything they create. And she just That's comes right. to life. But they aren't expecting that she's really like she starts pushing them and she's like, Oh, oh yeah. You need to stand up for yourself. If you want to get a girl, you need to do this. Like, so she just starts kind of running their life and they're chasing Bossing them around. Ah, like, so there, yeah. some chaotic things starts happening because she makes them step out of their comfort zone. Um, she throws a big party at their house. She also has capabilities, kind of just like magic capabilities. Yeah, she that was kind of weird. And this happens, you know, and you're like, right. I mean, at the time I watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, that makes complete sense make any sense but remember um, she like froze the grandparents yes and put them in a cupboard and, yeah but just put the grandparents and the grand the the grandma's face was <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so, so yeah so all kinds of craziness happens this is not a realistic movie in any way if you, no gosh if you no. like movies that are like far-fetched and could never happen don't 
then you're not going to like this. Um, I have not seen this in quite a long time. I have a feeling that it probably has a lot of politically incorrect stuff in it as well. I'm sure. um, And I wonder if we would like it as much now as we did back then, you know, know. or would we just be like, we must've been so desperate back then. Yes. I think I'd watch it again. I'd be like, this is, this is pretty bad. Yeah, probably. You know, I wonder if Sean has heard of this, your husband. Probably not. I should make him watch it. If I'm going to watch it again, I'll be like, hey, you want to watch this movie? He's always curious about the movies that I have seen and he hasn't because there's so few that when we watch one, I made him watch um, So I Married an Axe Murderer. (laughs) Have you seen that one? Yes, and Michael Myers. Yeah, um, with Mike Myers. and Mike Myers. Yeah. Well, I mean, his real name is probably Michael, so you're not wrong. Um, and he he liked it. And I was, I was so happy because I'm like, there's a movie I've seen and you haven't. <laughs> liked it. So, but they're pretty few and far between when we come Right. Because so he's I'll a big movie buff. Yeah. But ask him about this. Okay. So, okay. So 1985, big, big year. 86. But I'll let you take this one, Angela. People, 86 is pretty in pink. I love Pretty in Pink. I don't love it as much as I love Dirty. I don't love it as much as Dirty Dancing, but I still love Pretty in Pink. Okay. It is. It has a song, If You Leave, If You Leave yeah. Me. Do you know that? So that's a big song. Um, characters are Andy, played by uh, Molly Ringwald, again. This is a lot uh, of her trilogy. Yes. Blaine, played by Andrew McCarthy. Ducky, played by John Cryer. And Steph which is a, a a boy played by um James Spader and James Spader is um in Blacklist which is kind of out now but um the premise of this movie you have a girl that's kind of poor that's on the wrong side of the track poor side of the track you have a guy sounds like popular. the Avril Lavigne song um that is popular who's on the rich interview. side of the track yes yes who's <laughs> on the rich side of the track she likes him. He likes her. See? See? Skater Boy song. Anyway, I'll stop there. Because um, my mom's going to be like, what, what are you even talking about? <laughs> anyway, sorry, mom. Um, but, you know, I mean, she's poor. He's rich. She works. He doesn't have to. Country club. But they do get together. And then, you know, one of this, when he takes her out for the first time, She's dressed up kind of like a grandma, don't you think? You, you just got to talk about how she dresses and like her hair. Oh, so she makes her own clothes, which good for her. I know some other people <clears throat> that have done their own clothes, but yours are actually fashionable. Hers were just one thing, she, one outfit. She has like one earring on and one that's like one dangly earring and one stud earring. Y'all don't do that. Don't. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe in the 80s it, it could be taken some of her stuff could be taken as cool because the 80s is definitely like punky brewster like really kind of you know off the wall kind of stuff right right but then if you're gonna do that you gotta have the attitude to go with it and she did not have enough her skin thick enough to right. go out into right. a party scene with rich boy um wearing her grandma clothes and, and she, one girl actually her. says, because she's in, she has long pearls on, and I like pearls. I'm not wearing them on a first date, probably, but or in with that school. other whole outfit, yes. Yeah. Um, but one girl's like, oh, did you get those pearls from your grandma? 
you know, really hurt her feelings. So these, the couple, um, Andy and Blaine try to make it through because he doesn't feel comfortable in her crowd. She doesn't feel comfortable in his crowd. We should just break up again. We're still in high school. Um, Ducky is her best friend that absolutely adores her. And she, she's not nice to Ducky sometimes. He makes know? it very obvious the whole time that he's. Oh, very much so. And yeah. She just kind of like drags him along. And I'm like, no, he can't be your best friend. If you know, he's in love with you and you don't like him. Like that doesn't work. Right. That's not right. Fair. So I don't, I don't like that part of the movie. Cause I feel bad yeah. for Ducky. For Ducky. And even at the very end, when she's been mean to Ducky, and she says, you know, I'm going to go to prom because Blaine said, I already asked someone else. Sorry, I forgot. Liar. Um, and she says, fine, I'm going to go by myself. And Ducky is there for her. I know he is. And she's, and that says a lot because she had treated him like crap. Had treated right. Him like crap. So the other thing is the whole, from like the very beginning of this movie, they're building up prom. Like her dad. Oh, yeah. Her relationship with her dad is interesting. So he's like a single dad. Her mom left him. Her mom left him. Um, Mm -hmm. And he just does part-time work. And she's always trying to like, here's your breakfast and go to the- She takes care of him. She takes care of him. Right. Um, And so, you know, and he asked her, what's going on with prom? Is anybody asking? She's like, no, that's okay. What's the big deal anyway? So the whole time there is this sense like she wants to go to prom. It's a big deal. She's going to go with Blaine, but oh, he, he has somebody else. Like, yeah, right. right. Um, and, and there for there for her, he shows up for his friend, even though she's been treating him like crap. Yes. Now, can I say this? Okay. couple things. When they come to prom and she, Ducky sees her and she sees Ducky and she kind of like runs to him and he's like, you, you're, you're stunning. Okay, she wasn't stunning. I, that dress, that pink dress, she took a dress her dad gave and a dress her friend gave and kind of put them together and made a dress. And It was terrible. It terrible. Was. As someone who has taken two dresses, one from 1975 and one from 18, 1984 and put them together, she, she should have, that was... It was, it was not it good. Was and then she does this, like, choker. Yeah. It, no, no. Oh, I guess I should yeah. put a choker here. It didn't even fit her. No, it, no, no. I mean, no. she was great. Yeah. She's a pretty girl. But the outfit was hideous. Hideous. Yes. And then Ducky does this thing with his feet. He says, but I'm still the duck man. And he does this, and he goes, like, boop, 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 boop. Do you know, remember that? Like, that? Yeah. I don't know he why. Does. I remember he does, like, that. Dance. Yeah. He has those shoes on. He has his like weird shoes that he yeah. wears all the time. So, and, you know, he um, and he's wearing this weird tie thing. What? I don't even know. It wasn't a regular uh, bow tie. It was a. No. Sub- it's one of those that from like the Southwest. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Texas. Sorry, but anyway. Right along. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then this is another thing that gets me um Blaine Caesar and he's like moping at his table and he's like oh and and he realizes that's when he realized Steph his supposedly best friend has always liked Andy and she never gave him the time of day and Blaine and so that's up to a big reason why he was like encouraging his best friend Blaine not to be with her right now we right. know why because Steph actually liked he her. really likes her and, and, and Blaine goes up to Andy and he gives this long speech about, I always believed in you. You just didn't believe in me. Whatever. And then he kisses her and he says, I'll love you always. Look, look, listen, listen. 
You've known her for what? Okay, high schooler. Two months? <laughs> Not even. I mean, I, yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. No, no, no. I mean, I know you got to speed it up because you only have an hour and a half for the movie. Right. We got to have some feeling that. And then, yes, she runs out after him and then they kiss and it's a happy ending. Because if I I like it, y'all, it's a happy ending. Rarely do I like something with a bad ending. What else makes it a happy ending is Ducky tells her. So Blaine comes over and he talks to her and then he walks off after he says that he'll always love her, whatever. And she's just standing there and Ducky says, to her he says look he came here alone after all like he came here for you like he, he's alone he didn't bring a date and so she decides like she's like okay and like hi i think she gives ducky a kiss on the cheek and it's like thanks like you know yeah for whatever for supporting that's a, ducky, she was really nice for like Lane either for the most right so this is Correct. kind of like okay i'm accepting this guy if you want to date him like he's a good guy after all um, and so she goes off and Ducky's just standing there and this hot girl, and, oh my gosh, their dresses at this prom are amazing. 80s. Oh y'all, they're such uh, 80s dresses. Sleeves and the so, color, yeah, yeah, the sleeves. The, so she oh. kind of looks at him and is like eyeing him and Ducky goes over and ends up with no, no other person but... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Whoa, Slayer. Look at the Ducky. Movie. Not the TV yeah, show. From the movie, not the um, TV show. Not Sarah so, Jessica Parker. Yeah, not I Sarah mean, Michelle, whatever. Sarah Michelle. Yeah. So you can't get much better than that. Good job, Ducky. I mean, Ducky really upgraded there. Sorry, Molly Ringwell, but she- I think it's a win for him. (laughs) It's a win for everybody. Yes. um, The, this might be our next 30 minute movie, Pretty Pretty in Pink. It is not my favorite, uh, Molly Ringwell. I think she's, she's kind of, she's kind of whiny. Like when they go on their date, she, he, or whenever one date they go on, he's going to bring her home. And she's oh, like, yeah. oh, just drop me off here, just drop me off here. And he's like, no, I'll take you home. Like, you know, where is it? Where's your house? And she's like, no, just drop me off here at the store, like where she works at the record store, or, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, I can give, I can give you a ride. And, um, and she's like, I don't want you to take me home. And he's like, whoa. And he's like, yeah. what's going on? Like, I don't want you to see where I live. And I'm like, yeah. Whoa. And, so, and that's awesome. just awkward for everyone. Yes. It's got to be awkward for her. Now it's awkward for him. Just lie and say, I live here. Drop me off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the issue here with like the rich, rich guy and poor girl, like, yes, he doesn't know how to like bring her into his circle, but it's also her issues with the fact that he's. Rich yeah. He oh, it's for home. sure. And um, he tries at one date. He tries, and she's just like, no, no, no. And I'm like, come on, give him a chance. I'd give him a chance. There you go. Whatever. So Andrew, anyway, what you doing? Um, so it's not my favorite Molly Ringwald, but um, it is good. It's my favorite Molly Ringwald. And there is so many alpha changes for you to look at and be shocked by. It's worth And the it. best friend, Annie Potts, she is constantly changing. Like yeah, everything. Talk about Annie Potts is in this. Yes. So young. I always yeah. think her, because before I just watched part of this recently and I used to think that she was like, oh, this like middle-aged woman that worked at the record. Right. Record uh, store where, where, um, where well works. Yeah. But then this time I watched it, I'm like, no, she's like, 25 like she's young i think i think she, she's not in high school with the others 
I yeah. think she's like the manager of the record store. I don't know if she's the owner. Yeah, but um, I don't think she's supposed to be like anything over 30. She's pretty yeah. young. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, yeah. And it's fun to see her in such a young role because I don't remember and her before like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, right. Yeah. She changes so much, not just her, obviously her clothes, but her hair. It's yes. blonde, it's spiky, it's short. It's So yeah, if you've never seen this, slap yourself and then go watch it because yeah, it's so has, good this has the most 80s hair clothes between molly ringwald annie potts and then the pop the other kids in the high school they just do great great work with yeah them. i mean all the girls look like they're like 35 to me because of their outdated clothes and their hairstyles <laughs> i'm like it's so did good wear their hair like that oh yeah they did in high school it wasn't just my yeah. mom when i was that age so right yeah. <laughs> okay we gotta we gotta move on we gotta get going so, okay okay and the next so one that's one the next one. Oh yeah another, and another big one fit. This, and this is, everyone should see this. It's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes. No, we yeah. can't go into the whole plot. We'll just sum it okay. up real quick. So Ferris played, played by Matthew Broderick. And um, that's pretty much the, I mean, oh, the other really big popular name is Jeannie, who's his sister, played by. Jennifer Grey. Who was on Dirty Dancing. Yes. Um, and uh, Charlie Sheen makes a cameo at the end. Really funny. But um, this movie, Ferris just wants a day off of school. He's a, a senior, I think, and he just calls in. He gets his best friend, uh, Cam, who has issues. Um, this movie kind of works through Cam's issues about his dad and his health and his life. And then he gets his girlfriend, Sloan, and they go to the big city of Chicago and just have a great day. They go to a, a Cubs game. They go to a fancy restaurant where they almost run into his dad. He does this whole big parade scene where they sing um, Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. Uh, it's just, the and the whole time he's hopping from one thing to another, the principal, Principal Rooney, is trying to catch Ferris because he knows he's just skipping. And it's a funny movie. It's if you've never seen it, you should obviously see this movie because I think this is kind of what started Matthew Broderick's career, right? Yeah, for sure. Maybe. For yeah. Sure. So yeah, so it's uh, yeah, he's just playing hooky and just having a great day with his friends. His he has a good day. Him also at first because she is like he gets away with everything, and I have to like be in school and be the good girl. <laughs> um, and so his yeah, sister's kind of a Karen. She is, but I really she's... like Jennifer Grey in this. Oh, oh, I totally liked her. Actually, it was on the other night, and my brother and mom said, Angela, you kind of remind us of her, like how she gets mad and her um, when she's trying to catch the principal in the house. And yeah, um, which maybe since I said she's a Karen, I don't think that's a good thing now, but. Now in our podcast, hey. we're, you're calling yourself a Karen. I don't even have to do it anymore. You just say it about yourself. There you go. At least you're honest. Um, okay. So hold yeah, on. I do want to say I, one thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, do you know the teacher in this movie is Ben Stein? Yes. He, yes. Which is a very quoted part. Bueller. Yes. Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> that's a really mm -hmm. kind of a, another cameo but it's really funny yes um so this is 
I think an iconic 80s movie and I think for good for reason. sure it's super fun um there's not a lot of character development I don't think like oh Ferris mm. changes over the course nope. of the movie and understands life better is a better person no nope. got away with it that's nope. about it Actually, I think next the next week he probably skips again. Probably I mean, does. there's now yeah. his sister grows. She changes a little bit. She kind of is like, you know what? I'm gonna get it, not worry about him so much and lighten up. Right. Fun in my life because she runs into Charlie Sheen, which I mean, anybody would lighten up if they run into Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so um, that's a fun cameo for him, I think. Um, you know what? Also, is weird. The girlfriend Sloan, who's a year younger than him. So she's a junior. She's like, at one point in the movie, she's like, I'm going to marry him. Yeah. I'm like, please, please. (laughs) I mean, she probably thinks that. Yeah. I'm sure that didn't happen. So Jessica Parker married him. That's true. We know who he married and he's still married to her. It's not you, Sloan. I think they're still married. Yeah, they are. They got a couple of kids. Okay. All right. So, so anything else about Ferris Bueller? No. 1987. Some <gasps> kind of wonderful. Now, this movie I can get behind oh. the story. Um, we have the we have two best friends, the main character who's a guy, don't know his actor. What's the actor's name? Eric Stoltz. Okay. Don't know. Okay. And uh Mary Stuart Masterson. Masterson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I know her. So the two of them are best friends and he crushes on uh, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. And he's been crushing on her like all of high school. I like and that. Crushing. She nice. is like everything. And of course, that's a huge theme in high school movies is like, oh, I'm in love with this person even though yeah. I'm talking yeah. And she's a really, she's very popular, but she's still a really like good person and very sweet, um, which is a nice thing to see because sometimes they make it like, oh, I'm crushing and then I find out they're total butthole. Right. My eighties words. <laughs> so I know. Crushing butthole. <laughs> so anyway. I'm waiting um, for Rad any minute. I'll try I'll try and get there. So they are so they're best friends. Um, but she's kind of a tomboy and always has been. But they Very get along so. talk about everything. He is crushing on Leah Thompson the whole time, finally gets up to the nerve, and she's his best friend's coaching him. Like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta mm-hmm. ask her out, this is how you need to treat her, this is what you need to do. Um, so he finally gets up the nerve, he asks her out, he's gonna take her on a date, and in the middle of all this, um, what's best friend, Mary, Mary Stewart Ma- Mary, Masterson. Yes. Um, she is kind of realizing like she has feelings for him. I look like you. Yeah. And um, and he doesn't see her that way at all. No. He sees her as a tomboy and a friend. He's like, she's in the friend zone. You. Yeah. Why are you acting this way? Um, and so he ends up taking Leah Thompson out on a date. And right. during that time realizes, oh, I actually should be with my best friend. Yes. Um, and so he doesn't see her anymore. And he goes to his best friend and is like, it's you. It's always been you. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what they say because I haven't seen this movie yeah. that many times. Is this realistic? Probably not. I don't think that guys all of a sudden like wake up and are like, oh, this girl that, especially high school, I've been around this girl for like years and all of a sudden, oh, I might have feelings for her. Yeah, well, I don't think well, so. I don't think that, that that men operate that way. I don't think women do, but I think they might a little bit more than men do. Right. So um, anyway, but. And I didn't see He this did movie. in this movie. 
So win-win, they all end up happy because well, he's like a tomboy, but she gets him and he likes her. Yeah, and they end up happy. It's not my favorite movie. I have seen this movie. I have, I didn't see it a lot when I was younger because I really didn't care for Eric Stoltz. He, yeah. I just, I'll be honest, he wasn't like, I didn't crush on him. So no, I think watching it, look. I think I, once or twice and that was it. I think there's a look in the eighties of like what you know, a hot guy or whatever. And I'm surprised He's it? No, but I, I do think he's along that lines. Cause look at look at what we just said with Pretty in Pink. The two popular cool guys have a certain look to them. They that, have feathered hair. They do have feathered hair. Um so does <laughs> Eric Stoltz. They have the same haircut. Um, but Eric Stoltz, mm -mm, he just I, wasn't he didn't I get mm -mm. it. We both like Jake Ryan more, okay? But yeah. I yeah. Jake no, Ryan. I like I like Blaine. Don't know too bad about Blaine. Don't don't squint your really nose. Bad. I like Blaine. But Jake, but Jake Ryan is yeah. much hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's it. And then nineteen eighty seven we have planes, trains, and automobiles. What do you think about that? Um, it was my dad liked this movie, John Candy and Steve Martin. Uh, I probably only watched it with my dad, and uh, that's all I got to say about that. My dad also likes this movie. Oh, our dads so, have good taste. There you go. But my dad likes. He's a big fan of Steve Martin. Okay, I so think my dad. I mean, I, I. So I feel like that kind of lends himself to it. John Candy, I, John Candy for me was never like my favorite. I would say I like Steve Martin more. The two of them together are kind of like, okay, so storyline, they get thrown together. They've got to get across the United States um, and they end up traveling together because they have no other option. They were strangers when they met. Their personalities are exact opposite. Um, and so they've got it. So again, mishap after mishap after mishap. But by right. the end of it, they have an appreciation for each other, even though they wanted to kill each other for the last like 48 hours while they're and traveling together. John Candy is in a quite a few I don't know if it's just John Hughes movies that he's been in uh, and we'll name some more or he was just so big and popular that you know he he was in just a ton of 80s movies overall yeah I don't know I don't know the answer to that people sorry okay so that's playing all right well it is Good a, job. It's a comedy it's funny yeah. okay um some 1988 she's having a baby i've never seen it angela oh okay so i watched this a couple times i don't know why i watched it i probably shouldn't have watched it uh kevin bacon is in it and he's married to a girl named uh christy um her name is elizabeth mcgovern sorry i didn't because i don't know her in anything else but everyone knows kevin bacon we got five minutes Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, <laughs> all I know is they're married, but he sees his best friend who's played by Alec Baldwin. Did you know he was in this movie? And Alec Baldwin's character is kind of sleazy. That's all I got to say about his character. Just sleazy. But Kevin Bacon what is like, oh, if he's living the great life. I want to be single again. And then she ends up wanting to get pregnant. They go to fertility, blah, blah, blah. It ends happy. I'm not going to watch it. I like a movie if it doesn't end happy. Okay, that's it. 1988, okay. The Great Outdoors comedy. Oh, this is, yeah, two this two is funny. Families thrown together, have their John Candy together. again. Um, and Dan Aykroyd hit. So, John Candy, his family's kind of normal, middle class. Dan Aykroyd, his family with wife Karen's. and twin daughters. Yes. All Karens, exactly. And 
one of the big scenes in this movie for me, um, they, John Candy, they go to this restaurant and he does this competition, like eat the whole steak. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this scene? And the guy, so he eats this huge steak and he's like, okay, I'm done. And the guy said, no, you have to eat the whole thing, including the fat. And I'm like, and everyone else is like, and um, he does. And he's like, oh, when he's done. (laughs) So that noise three times. (laughs) Okay. Next one on to uncle buck 19 and I, we got more John Candy. He is hot right now. Yeah. I told you. I don't know if it's just. He is just kind of a screwball uncle. They're all like, uh, Uncle Buck, whenever he comes, like rolling their eyes at him. But, you know, he's fun loving. And in the end, they right. have an appreciation for him that they did not have in the beginning because they just thought he was just like off the wall. Uncle. Oh, and I think Macaulay Culkin's one of the kids in this, right? Sure. Okay. I and think last so. one. Um, <gasps> nine, nine, we have 1989 National Lampoon's Christmas which has to be my favorite National Lampoon. Mine too, for sure. This is, again, all the Griswolds, and then you have um, Uncle, you have, you know, like I said, all of them. Then you have Aunt Bethany, Uncle Lewis come in. Uh, you have Margo and Todd, the neighbors. Very this quotable. is they have very quotable. Yeah. This is, um, I mean, it's, there's so many quotes in this movie. This movie is a Christmas movie. I have to see it every Christmas, but it's also played during the year. Like it'll just be on TV and I'm like, Oh, it's on. So I'll sit and watch it even though I own it. And it's just a, it's a great movie. If you've never seen it and Bethany's hilarious when they ask her to say the blessing, she's like, no. And there's like, yeah, say grace. No. And they say, you know, say grace. And she says, Grace died, and the her husband says that blessing, and she goes, "Oh!" And she she does the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. It's it's great. Okay, so your favorite National Lampoon said, "Oh, for sure, for okay. sure." All right, so we're done with our list. So we need to quickly go over our top three or four out of all of them we just named. And then we had to say one or two that you should see if you have not seen, what would it be? Okay. You go ahead first, uh, top three or four uh, favorite. Top three. Um, number one is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love it. I quote it. It's a thing. My, I brought, bought my brother the mug that cousin Eddie drinks out of the moose mug. It's, I love this movie. Um, number two is Pretty in Pink. Don't say anything, Betsy. And number three is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because it also reminds me of my dad. He introduced me to that movie. It's kind of a nostalgic for me, too, with sitting around with my family. And it's just a fun movie. So if you haven't seen any of those, for sure, go see them. Now, if you don't like them, don't tell me. But just go see them. You can tell me. (laughs) All right, I am going to say... What are your top three? My number one is The Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to put Ferris Bueller as number two. Okay, it made your list. So people, if it made both of our lists... Yes, and number three... You're not going to like this, but I'm going to put 16 Candles as number three. I knew you were going to put 16 Candles. 16, is that because Jake Ron... 
Well, no, yeah, it's all because of Peter Griffin. No, you know, I don't think he, that actor is actually a very good actor. Oh. <laughs> it's really cute. He's uh, just good looking. He's just good looking, yeah. And his character isn't that great either. It's, I think she so realizes, oh, he's just good looking. 16 Candles is also very, very quotable. Um, but I would like to say, I, the thing I like about it is Molly Ringwald's character as playing a girl who's turning 16 is very believable. She looks like a 16-year-old. She acts like a 16-year-old. Like, this could have been me in high school. Like, this is exactly how I would have acted in these situations. Like, Who would be Jake Ryan for you in high school? There was no Jake Ryan at our high school. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. You get out of the yearbook. You're going to see there's nobody like Jake Ryan in our high school. God, there wasn't. There's no Jake Ryan's in our high school. Sorry. Um, okay. And so, yeah, if you haven't seen those, you should see them. For Which sure. One, is there any other ones I'd say you should see? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, those yeah. are our top. And that's our John Hughes 80s. Now, we're going to do another 80s one later um, oh, with yeah. some more because there's so many 80s movies. But we just wanted to kind of start the 80s now. Yes. Okay. So thank y'all. Drop some comments. Let us know what you think. Have a totally tubular night. Oh, look at you. So rad. I am so rad. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.